Welcome to episode 97 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. We need to embrace ministry as a privilege. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. Hey, I want to talk to you today about the privilege of serving. You know, this is such a great subject because it's one that really helps us to really keep our edge and stay clean and serving so we're not weighted down. I'm going to read to you several verses. I'm actually reading from the New Living Translation today. And these verses are Ephesians 3.8, Philippians 1.29, and 1 Peter 4.16. And this is what it says, Though I am least deserving of all God's people, He graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ the privilege of telling the Gentiles. And then Philippians 1.29, for you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for Christ. So those are privileges when we're serving him. And then 1 Peter 4.16, but it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. So when you're suffering for being a Christian, you should never be ashamed of that. Praise God for the privilege of being called by his name. I mean, honestly, if 1 Peter 4.16 doesn't change your perspective, praise God for the privilege of being called by his name. I think embracing ministry as a privilege is key. I'm just going to tell you a story about my life, I think, that has really helped me. When I was just a very new believer, just a couple months old in the Lord, not a year, yet about six months in the Lord, my pastor approached me and asked me if I would drive the church van early Sunday morning to pick up a group of widows, about seven of them actually, that all needed transportation uh, to church. And they all lived in the little community of where our church was at, so it wasn't like a big long trip but they all needed a little bit of physical assistance. And these are women who had been part of the church for many years. In most cases, their husbands had been very active, involved. They were very godly women. And I'll be honest with you, uh, I went home and I wept. That's what happened to me. I mean, I was so overwhelmed that the pastor of the church would trust me or give me the responsibility of caring for these ladies. And you got to remember, I was, I was young in the Lord. I did not know a whole lot. I had a, man, I had a lot of rough edges, but there was something that was so amazing to me of the privilege of being able to serve the Lord. And, and I've really tried to hang on to that over the years. And I think it's one of the things that has really helped keep Penny and I sharp. It's funny, a few years later, I was taking that same group of women, one or two of them had passed on and another couple more had joined the ranks, but I would go and I would serve them communion. And you know, those ladies, I believe, became my first prayer team winners. Those little Pentecostal ladies, they knew how to pray. And man, they prayed me up, they prayed me through, they prayed for me. What a divine appointment that was. And Penny and I made a decision early in our marriage that we just decided that whatever we were doing, we were never going to act like we were doing God a favor. We were going to act like he was doing us a favor. 
uh, by letting us do anything, you know, to, to, to scrub toilets, so to speak, whatever it was. And we've done all that. I mean, if you, whatever you could do in church life, we have done it. And to some degree, we continue to do it. We, we, you never outgrow serving, okay? And, and by the way, not only are we not doing God a favor, we're not doing the people who ask us a favor. Now, maybe because it's that person asking us, we give consideration to it, like our pastor or, or somebody that's impacted our life, a you know, small group leader or somebody like that. And we say, oh, yeah, because that person asked us. But the core of that has to be, I'm doing this as unto the Lord. Never act like you're doing them a favor. Your job will eventually show that. You know, when you're doing it as under the Lord, it's going to be excellence. Uh, it's going to be well prepared. It's going to be well thought out. But when you're doing somebody a favor, it gets a little shoddy around the edges. And, and then just take that even to the next level. You know, when we're serving somebody, even somebody who's ungrateful, unappreciative, you know what? We're not doing them a favor. Let me give you an illustration. Have you ever gone into a store and asked somebody to help you? And they were snooty with you, and they acted like they were doing you a favor. And you're thinking, Mr., you wouldn't be here without me. I'm paying your salary. I'm doing you a favor by coming in here. That ought to be our attitude. The people we're ministering to, you know, the up-and-outers, the down-and-outers, whatever they are, it doesn't matter. They are extending a favor through Christ for us serving them in some way, even when they don't ever act like that. It doesn't have to be part of it. So you've probably experienced with that people. Now put the shoe on God's foot. And when people approach us about, you know, their needs, we got to think, you know, hallelujah, this is job security for me. I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to act like Christ. And this is the privilege of serving, the privilege of using his name. And, you know, I've had times in my life where I've been highly ridiculed uh, for things I've done, uh, things I've preached, things I've stood for. And I, I can tell you in all earnestness, although I was always disappointed when those things happened, I considered it a privilege to stand for Christ. And you know, and when you do that, then you're not tempted to represent yourself. You're not tempted uh, to speak for yourself. You think like an ambassador in those terms. So when you have a privileged mentality, you don't get a position mentality. When you see people that have positions and they've kind of lost feeling or lost sensitivity or lost connection to people, somewhere along the line, my suspicion is that they have lost the understanding of what a privilege. Now, they may be full of responsibility. They may feel the burden of it. They may be great people, uh, but I'm just saying somewhere in there, they maybe lost the privilege of doing that. Now, I can tell you in years of ministry, about 40 years now, that for the most part, for the most part, honestly, by and large, we've walked in that. There have been days where, you know, I, I was tempted to grumble, but, but I got to tell you, honestly, those have been very few days and I'm not attributing this to my own strength or my own character. But I'm just attributing it to a revelation from God. What an incredible privilege it is to name his name, to pray for somebody in his name, to give somebody, you know, a cup of cold water in his name, to get on a plane and, and go somewhere to serve him and, 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 you know, to give of yourself and take away time for your family and may not be appreciated for that. You know, all those different things. 
that we've certainly done, you know, serve in other countries. You know, I've sat in jails more, on more than one occasion. Uh, and I got to tell you, in those times, honestly, I never felt sorry for myself one time. I felt very sorry. I felt sorry that, you know, as a Christian, I was being arrested or persecuted for doing the right thing. I felt bad. My heart was heavy. But I never thought, man, I'm doing God a favor or, or anything like that, even when people are rude. Uh, to me, or, or unappreciative, whether that was in the world or whether that was in the church. So I would encourage you to really take a look at these verses. Uh, there are other ones in the New Testament. Those three are the ones that really, you know, struck my heart. The word privilege really isn't used a whole lot in the King James and the New American Standard, but the New Living Translation uses it, I think, about 15 times in the New Testament. So it's uh, pretty prominent there. Let me just read those verses again to you. Just take a deep breath and just let me read these verses to you. Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. When you're talking about Jesus and not yourself, it's a privilege. And then Philippians 1.29, For you have been given not only the privilege of trusting Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him, of being like him. Jesus suffered for us. He suffered in obedience to the Father. And then 1 Peter 4.16, But it is no shame to suffer. Never be embarrassed when you do something for Christ, and it's not appreciated, or you take a hit or you take a loss. It is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege of being called by His name. Hey, this is Keith Tusi. You know what? This is a privilege to talk to you today. Share that privilege with somebody. Share Jesus with somebody today. God bless you. Today, Keith had a discussion on the privilege of serving. You never outgrow serving. The core of what we do has to be as if we are doing it as unto the Lord. We do not do God a favor by serving Him. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.